to Australia and Hunger. I am your host, Ben. Today, we've got a bonus episode. So, I've been talking about this for a while. The fact that I went to see Lords of Chaos last year, the movie about the notorious Norwegian black metal scene. And I, during, I think it was that night, or maybe it was the day after, something like that, I recorded a bunch of my thoughts about the episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm bad sometimes, so I just didn't edit it for whatever reason, but um, I've edited it now. And this is for a particular reason, I had a deadline, because this Friday, February 22nd, Lords of Chaos is coming out again across Australia. Now, it depends where you are living as to whether you'll actually be able to see it. I know in New South Wales, they've got quite a number of screenings across the state. In Melbourne, they only have one screening, so it really depends where you're living. Um, but search that, check it out, see if uh, there's potential for you to be able to go and see it um, this Friday. So, uh, before I just play my meaningless jabbering about the movie, I have one last thought. One last thought that, for whatever reason, I didn't put down. And that's the fact that you see throughout the movie, despite their angst, despite their rejection of society, despite their real distaste for the establishment, as you might call it, they... Well, at least the way it's depicted, they live a relatively frictionless existence. So their parents appear to be relatively comfortable, and they are supported by their parents um, in their endeavours. This is particularly true with Euronymous, particularly true with Varg Vikernes. It's odd, the fact that it engenders such vitriol um, to varying degrees throughout the scene. Um, of, you know, the mainstream society, despite the fact that, you know, I, I assume there's probably a lot of nuance, there's, can be a lot of alienation even amongst, you know, a relatively comfortable existence, but it's just interesting, whenever you see that, there's just a, a very, very, you know, comfortable existence, and despite that, it kind of spawns this rabid, uh, you know, evil black metal approach. That's I think that's my last thought. It, it kind of struck me. It's not like, you know, obviously the film doesn't go in-depth about their lives, but it's not like they're suffering under, at least the way it's depicted, it's not like they're suffering under some vicious authoritarian state. You know, they're, uh, they, they kind of look like they have normal lives. But, you know, for whatever reason, they're inspired to take a very, very different approach. Anyway, without further ado, here's my thoughts. <laughs> Edited together in no particular order. <laughs> I have a really interesting topic to talk about, and that's Lords of Chaos. So, for any of you who are interested in black metal, you probably are aware that a movie based on the controversial book Lords of Chaos was made, and I had a great opportunity to see it. Um, our, the, one of the local cinemas, which plays a broader variety of films in the mainstream, they had something called Monster Fest, which, which meant a lot of horror movies, which also meant they were playing Lords of Chaos, a movie about mayhem, but really more specifically about Euronymous, um, Arthur Thoistein, and a really, really cool film, and I'm going to talk a little bit about why. This might be a bit rambling, because I've kind of got a couple of notes which I want to go through 
in no particular order. I hope you get a flavour film, and I definitely encourage you to see it when the opportunity arises. I'm not sure quite when that'll happen, because I think it's, it's going kind of around the, the, the film festival scene, and it's not got a wider release yet. I don't know whether it'll have a wider release in Australia, but definitely if you get the opportunity, I would encourage you to check it out. One of the fascinating things about this movie, it's it's basically incomprehensible if you don't really know the story. I mean, you can sort of basically follow it. You can follow along, obviously, but, for example, um, there are a couple of members of various metal bands, like from Dark Throne, Thorn, Emperor, and then barely named at all. Some of them don't have names. Some of them only only think have names later on after important actions have actually taken place. And given the fact that, you know, they're all metalheads, they kind of have a similar look, which means it can be a little bit difficult to tell them apart, but I don't think that affected overall the film. You kind of get the idea of who's who. What's really important about this movie is it's not something which valorizes or takes its subject too seriously. I think there's a real problem in taking these guys who, to a large extent, are not good people, they're not good people, too seriously or making them to heroes or icons or anything like that. It doesn't do that. It, it makes fun of them, which I think is good because, you know, it makes for both a good film, but also I think that's really how... a, a, a I think that's really how they need to be approached because in a lot of ways they are ridiculous figures. Um, it paints Varg in particular as quite laughable, as a bit incompetent, which I think is very accurate given what happens sort of later in the movie. Um, the film is based on truths and falsehood. It meets that from the very first title screen, and that's really important because there's a lot of controversy about the book to what extent it represents reality, to what extent it's kind of been exaggerated because either the people are telling exaggerated stories or the uh, the people who wrote the book want to have a better story. And I think it's really important to say, like, hey, this isn't a, this isn't a documentary. This is kind of indulging the myth to a certain extent, trying to tell a real story about real people, but, like, admitting, you know, no one knows exactly what happened. And we're kind of trying to both reconstruct as well as tell a good movie. Um, it, it really puts appropriate weight on kind of some of the horrific tragedies which occurred throughout this period in uh, Norway, including the dead suicide, um, the Faust killing of a gay gay man, um, and um, and Vagvikenes's killing of Euronymous. I, I think it's really important to treat those with weight because. You know, in a horror movie, people die, whatever. But, like, these are real people who had real lives. And the murder and the sort of indifference which leads to dead suicide... Indifference might be overstating, but, like, there's definitely a certain indifference which leads to suicide. Like, it needs to be taken seriously, because people died. And that's, you know... We talk about death in heavy metal all the time. Like, killing people is a big topic. But there is a distinction between the real life... And what actually happens. Really, really important topic in this movie. Because one of the kind of... One of the tension points between Euronymous and Varg in the movie is... Varg wants to be evil in real life. Euronymous wants to be seen to be evil. Really important distinction because you can be seen to be evil and it'll just be an act. To actually do evil, you actually have to do evil things. And I think it's really important that we kind of take this seriously to a certain extent. Not like, oh, metal turns people into killers because they're inspired by these lyrics. That doesn't happen to a very, very large extent. 
but the idea that you as a participant in the scene are in some way trying to be evil i think it's really an important topic and one that the movie covers well like the the, the fact is that if you try to be evil you will be doing terrible things and they're not like these aren't good things to do it's really bad if you do those things it's not like oh it's cool it's evil the aesthetic of evil is interesting but the, its reality is in a lot of ways just banal I will admit that the church burning scenes were quite cool, but you know the 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 killing of the two men and the suicide of dead is just there's no glory in it. There's no there's no there's nothing victorious about it. It's just death. It's just death and people's lives wasted for no particular reason. And I think I think that's a really good note that the movie hits. Um, as I mentioned, it doesn't take people too seriously. Um, well, one really funny thing is the the sort of role of the parents of all these musicians in this. They they're not on screen for a lot of time, but they're often referred to. The people are often going home. They're talking about getting money from their parents, and it kind of so undercuts a lot of their pretenses. Like they're trying to, Euronymous trying to pretend to be evil, Varg trying to be evil in a certain way. But they're relying on their parents for money. <laughs> it kind of just makes the whole thing ridiculous. And I think that's a, such a good way that the movie does that. Um, it didn't shy away from showing that they're bigots. It showed Varg's use of Nazi flags, Nazi memorabilia, Faust killing a, of a man because he's gay. A really important thing to admit to what's going on in the scene, that, like, there were shitty people in a lot of ways. And uh, the metal community can have issues, it can be very accepting in a lot of ways, but it's really important to, even if you're not trying to valorize these people and you want to tell a movie, like, it, it's uncomfortable that he kills this guy because he's gay. It's really uncomfortable. Like, these general people that we like because of the music they make, you know, it's, it's really important to confront that truth. And I, I really like that the movie did that. Uh, the music kind of doesn't play a big role in it. And I say that because there's not a lot of scenes of them practicing, there's not a lot of scenes of them playing live, there's not a lot of scenes of them recording. And I think that's really good. There, there's sufficient scenes of them doing that which sort of set up the plot, set up the the development of the band. But like seeing them practice lots, seeing them play live lots, seeing them record lots would just not be interesting. It doesn't make a good movie in the vein that this movie's trying to make. So I, I thought it really did uh, did that quite well. Another another really cool touch is the contrast between the quiet, sort of normal Norway and the black metal community. Uh, I, I think it kind of... It shows, like, what, it, what they were trying to do. That they were really setting themselves in opposition. But also... It makes the whole thing seem absurd to a large extent, that they're just these ridiculous figures. They're always trying to scare the normies. They're, they're like, ah. Like, they do that several times in the movie to people who are just walking by. I, I, yeah, I, I like it. This, this movie was great in a lot of ways because it kind of made a really realistic picture of a scene which a lot of people didn't experience, but I think a lot of people have in their heads. A lot of people in there have in their heads. But I think it also it's also very upfront about how ridiculous the metal scene can be, how it's 
it's silly in a lot of ways and I like that I like that because I'm not I'm not someone who holds the metal community on a, on a pedestal they can do no wrong our aesthetic is absolutely brilliant no like they're, they're, there's shades of grey in all this stuff there's all these different ideas about what we're doing and what, what it means and I, I think this movie did a really good job of kind of just exploring that territory lightly that, that's what I really liked um, yeah, I, I just thought this was a really good movie. I don't know how the critics gonna see. Uh, I don't know how the critics are gonna see it because I don't know what the critics are gonna think of it. Because in a lot of ways, it's a very insular movie. It's a movie for us as metalheads. It's a movie that we will understand and they possibly won't. I, I will be really interested to see that. Uh, maybe they've already got reviews out and I should look them up, but I haven't done that yet. But yeah, I, I I like this movie a lot. I like this movie a lot. It was odd because just of the nature of the thing that it's doing this it's telling a story about a band but not telling it in detail because you assume to know a lot and that was really cool because you are rewarded for being a fan you are rewarded for for participating in the scene and having understanding of what's going on and you know you you that that you've done means you can get so much more out of it now yeah i I think i just did a really good job of doing this movie i i enjoyed it a lot and i think you know our community doesn't have a lot of representation at this this sort of high level and i'm i'm just glad it's been made regardless of to the extent to which it's accurate regardless of the extent which it you know, makes more of a myth than perhaps needs to be made. I, I thought it was, I thought it was really good, and um, I, I hope everyone sort of sees it and sort of, kind of has their own feelings about it and sort of thinks about some of the stuff that took place. Because I, I, yeah, because I, I, yeah, I, I think it's just doing a lot of things at a lot of levels. It's you know, showing as I've said it's showing some of the weirdness about heavy metal and it's showing some of the great things some of the shitty things some of the amazing things like the aesthetic that we create is just I think on another level you know people haven't really done that to a large extent we've we've we as a community have pioneered that uh, yeah and so that, that, that's kind of my thoughts about it one, one really interesting thing about it is taking away from that the the con the contrast between doing evil and pretending to be evil is really fascinating when you look at all the people there at the cinema. So you have a punk bunch of people who bear the symbols of evil, supposedly evil. Like they're not really evil. Like if you want to get pedantic about it, the pentagram is something that's used in the occult, not necessarily evil. The inverted cross is a Christian symbol that's been repurposed and just isn't evil because. You know, all the the Satanism is mainly a creation of culture, at least the ones we the way we indulge in it, and it's creation of the church. So it's you know it's to a large extent we're indulging these things, which are creation of the hierarchies which we pretend to despise. All all that sort of stuff. Put put that aside. It is interesting seeing like the idea that we're we're all fucking posers at the end of the movie and I'm sorry to ruin it but I'm going into deep discussion of it you know Uranus puts back to you and he said he calls you poses like what have you done poses and that's so fucking true 
you know, I, I don't care about the what have you done. Like, not everyone can do some of the stuff he's, he's done. He was in a unique position in history where he, there was a lot of areas to pioneer, yada, yada, yada. But, like, poses. Because that's kind of what we all are. Euronymous was a fucking poser. You know, he wasn't evil. And, like, we're, we're not evil. We bear these symbols. We have inverted crosses. We have pentagrams. But, like, we don't go home and worship Satan. I, I don't think any of us. We don't go home and do evil acts. And, and that's good. That's good. But it is interesting that, that the aesthetic is not reality. It's c- completely an invention to a large extent. It's not representative of any particular darkness. It's just this darkness for fun. And that's, that's fine. Darkness of fun is interesting. Movies where people are maimed and killed in horrific ways are interesting. And you can, you can find interest and enjoyment in that, where, but not wanting anyone to be, come to harm, regardless of circumstance. But it is true. We are posers. You know, all this stuff is just make, is pretend. It's make-believe. So I don't, know, I don't know where that leaves us, but just an interesting thought. Just an interesting thought. Some other thoughts I have about the movie is it's kind of interesting because it relates a community which is very tight, community based on heavy metal, they all dress in a certain heavy metal way, they all behave in a certain stereotypical heavy metal way, they have, um, well, Euronymous has an occupation related to heavy metal, he has a band, you know, they do all that stuff and they've got a very heavy metal lifestyle. And there's a lot that's attractive about that, a lot. Like the idea of being able to run your own record store, um, they sleep at the record store, which is kind of cool. They have their, their basement where they put up satanic symbols, really, really, like, that appeals a lot to, you know, the heavy metal, particularly the black metal fan inside me. But I have to admit, my life isn't very stereotypically heavy metal. I have a pretty normal job, I wear some band t-shirts, but I don't go over the top in the way I present myself. I have beard and longish hair, but it's not, it's not, it's just brown, it's not black or anything like that. Um, and I've never really had that kind of relationship with other, and let, let's be honest, I think it's a, this, this particular, certainly from this period, it's very much a guy relationship between each other um you know these days it'd probably be a little bit different but i've never really had that where i've got friends who i sort of rock out and drink you know i don't drink so that makes it even worse you know rock out drink to heavy metal with wild abandon all messy and that that typical stuff i've never really had that with anyone to be honest i i don't i've never really lived the heavy metal lifestyle in that way yeah, like I've got one close friend who I've been to gigs with. We have a very similar appreciation to music, but we kind of listen to it a bit more stoically. Like we're not sort of that stereotypical. And I'm not. I don't have a feeling like oh something's missing from my life. I need to reclaim that metal heritage. Otherwise, I feel like my life is meaningless. But it's just an interesting thought. Like the way you position yourself in the heavy metal community. What is your relationship to that idea of true metal? And like, I don't live up to that ideal. You know, I'm, I may host a podcast, which is heavy metal. I may have interviewed over 100 bands, including including some really sort of true metal bands, but like, my life doesn't really live up. And it's not going to live up. I, I don't see myself changing the way I am. 
you know, I, my place is pretty clean. Like, I, I just don't, yeah, I, I just don't feel that connection to that heavy metal way of life where, like, sort of every aspect of you kind of seems to embody heavy metal in a way. And I, yeah, seeing that sort of depiction on the screen of that, it, it kind of brought it into kind of, it brought that into clear focus, that distinction between me and the idea of the the true metaler. There's sort of a reckless abandon in the way they live their lives. You know, their their reckless abandon is fundamentally, throughout the movies, underpinned by their ability to mooch off their parents. But, like, there is a reckless abandon nonetheless. And I've never had that. My life has already always been very careful in a lot of ways. You know, I, I have a job which I studied at uni for specifically... I, you know, I do this podcast, but it's very, you know, it's, I don't sink my life into it in a way that would put any other aspect of my life at risk. You know, I, I have some t-shirts, but I haven't made myself a battle vest or anything. I haven't sunk, you know, lots of money into memorabilia or merchandise. I don't have any tattoos. Um, emblazoning my love of a particular band on on my body. You know, I'm, I'm very careful, and I think, you know, maybe maybe it's just me giving this. Maybe it's just me giving into stereotypes, but I've always felt like that kind of separates me. I've always felt that distance between me and a lot of other people in the heavy metal community, just because, just because the the nature of me is a little bit different to the nature of true metal and again it's not like oh i i I, this is this many missing in my life i wish if only i could give in and uh hand myself over to that reckless abandon which so many other people embody in a lot of ways i don't i don't know it's just it's just the thought that i have just this feeling of difference you know i'm in some ways, part of this community, I can I can wear a t-shirt with the best of them. I don't know, I'm, you know, I've gone through periods of longer hair, of wearing black jeans, all that stuff. Um, you know, I've been I've been in the pit. I've held my own. I think uh, various stages, but I don't know. I in a lot of ways, I just don't feel part of the community. I think, you know, that's sort of my own sort of secluding nature that I tend to very much want to steer my own path. I don't know, that, we could go, I could go on like this forever, but that, that is an interesting thing, like the idea of this strict adherence to these ideas that's played out in the film because um, Varg Vikernes, at that time he's called Christian, is sort of, he feels a little bit separated from the rest of them because he says, I don't drink. And later he says, I don't eat meat. <laughs> so... Uh, like there's these ideas of how you be a heavy metal person, how you be a metaler, how you be a true metaler, and it, you know if you don't live up to those ideals, you're not quite part of the community. Yeah, you know, it's only after Varg, despite his oddities of not drinking and not eating meat, demonstrates his evilness, his hidden evilness by these demo which he's given to Euronymous. He's he's accepted. So like it's not like you, know, you 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 have to demonstrate. You either have to fit in by virtue of your actions, or 
or fit in by virtue of your demonstration of a hidden power that you have. Like, obviously, we're talking about a very just specific situation, but I don't know these ideas, I think, relate more broadly to the metal community. What was community to them in the end? Uh, this might sound very cynical, but, like, what was community in the end? They... <laughs> They, you know, they they didn't like each other to a certain extent. <laughs> Varg and Euronymous didn't like each other. Necro Butcher didn't like Euronymous. Yeah, I, I think we're getting some... <laughs> I'm all over the place at the moment, but like we're getting sort of into concepts that are hopefully becoming a little less cliche, but like of male friendships and this deep inability of certain males to be able to form deeper connections you know just because this this wall of maybe it's manliness maybe it's just piggy-headed masculinity or just this deep inability to form emotional connections uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's something that sort of relates to the film like this there's no real connection to women at all throughout the movie Except for when Euronymous um, begins a relationship with his girlfriend for the later part of the movie. You know, there's no real... That's basically the only real emotional connection between two people in the movie. I think that's very interesting for a movie that's ostensibly about the community. You know, there's, there's no real deep emotion... Like, you don't hear people have any real deep conversations about feelings i know you don't necessarily have to have deep conversations about feelings but you don't get feelings of connection between people that much you know there's they have they have achievements and they get respect but that's somewhat lacking when you're talking about a friendship or some other form of relationship so i don't know that's why i like this film i think there's a lot of things you can take from it which a lot which are interesting to me as someone who is interested in heavy metal and the community more broadly but also of interest to people just thinking about behavior within communities and between people yeah i i don't know I, I i might come back to this file quite a few times and add some thoughts but that's all i've got for the moment I'm also still like having a little bit feelings of anxiety after watching it. I I tend to get that always after movies which, I don't know, resonate with me emotionally or make me think in particular ways. But it's also just a more existential kind of feeling because you watch the movie and the people who in this scene were interested in achieved some great things some great things so for example we have Euronymous really responsible for starting you know starting or fueling a scene in Norway responsible for making some good and influential music in that scene which has affected a lot of people dead you know and he then he died he died young what what is it to him? <laughs> what what does any of that mean? If he died and didn't get to enjoy it, what is any of it if he lived? If he made smashing record after smashing record, what is it any of it? Van Vickenes, like he made some great music, but he's a fucking shithead of a human being. He's a terrible person. 
what, what does it mean if you can make some amazing and incredibly influential music? Dead had incredible influence on the, the aesthetic of the scene, but didn't really live to see any of it. You know, all, all these people whose lives in various ways are affected and crushed, you know, like, what is any of it? So it's probably, probably a bit too late to be having these thoughts. I'll probably fine after a good sleep. It is interesting. Like, what is it that we're doing? You know, what is it that they thought they were doing? Was it was it worthwhile? Is it worth it given the consequences? Is it worth it even if there weren't consequences? Yeah, I don't know. Hard question. One last thing before I try and edit this sprawling mess of a bonus episode is one other thing that's brought into focus by the movie, the fact that the some of the things that are valorised, some of the things that are perhaps gained notoriety, gained fame, are aesthetically pleasing, I'm not quite sure how to express that idea, um, are basically signs of being disordered. And I don't mean that in the sense like, oh, people wearing black clothes, people, you know, liking this particular form of music, people um, enjoying themes of violence and evil. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about specific actions. So, like, the burning of churches, the self-harm, um, the, the obsession with animals and animal cruelty, like you see in the movie, um... You know, not 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 spread throughout, but in certain scenes, violence, violence performed against other individuals, is signs of bigotry and disorder. <laughs> and I, I don't think the movie was certainly wasn't trying to display those being as good, but like I think to a certain aspect, and you know, obviously there's the dichotomy between the real and the imaginative or thematic. Like, these things which take hold in the metal community, I don't mean, like, they're widespread, but, like, people, to a certain extent, are enamoured of them. You know, the the self-harm on stage is exciting, uh, is is something which you'd be interested in seeing. You know, they're, they're signs of someone suffering from a, a, a psychological stress that someone probably with depression or some some other form of mental health issue um people who people who people who harm animals you know that's that's one of those criteria which is indicative uh, among with a few others is often indicative of someone who has violent tendencies you know serial killers often display that kind of behavior um what else is it? the violence I, I don't think this is particularly glamorized but like i don't know it's interesting the fact that all these things i know obviously a lot of people who are into heavy metal are outsiders by nature but these things which gain this kind of fame maybe overstating it but 
there's signs of things which are not well. And I don't mean just not good, as in, you know, not idealised by mainstream society, but they're, they're not good things that exist. So, I don't know. It, uh, these kind of th- uh, things which I think about from time to time, but, like, this movie brought into, as I said, real focus. Real focus for me. Mm. I don't know. I have lots of thoughts.